In this podcast, we're talking change. Stay tuned. Turn on the podcast. Turn on your relationships, your parenting, your love, your sex. Turn on your career, your money, your work, your business, your passion, your success. But mostly, turn on to you. Welcome to episode 13 of Turn On The Podcast. I'm Brad Fennell. And I'm Tabitha Fennell. And this week... We're talking change. 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 The only constant thing is change. Mm, some old dude said that. Yeah, we just looked it up and, and we couldn't pronounce his name properly. <laughs> <laughs> so I said some old dude. Yeah, but I remember that. Um, I learnt that proverb or whatever it mm. is from a long time ago when I think I was about 16. Mm. And I was always interested in change. I was always looking for change mm. and it's... I love change, but it's also terrifying mm. and hard to change as well. Mm. What did that um, What did that do to you as a sixteen year old when you heard that? Yeah, I think it made me go, "Oh yeah, change is okay. Everything changes. Mm. We live, we die, we grow. We, you know, our bodies change so much as we're growing. So mm. why not your mind or what you do as a profession or or who you are as a person?" Mm. It's good to change. Mm. I think when I get too stuck in change and I've done things in for not too, changing, in not change, mm. sorry, yeah, um, in not changing, that's when I get bored and restless and mm. not well. Mm. Yeah, I think it's one of those. I mean, I think it has such a duality. Mm. I think all of us, and myself included, spend so much time trying to prevent change. While also it being the number one thing we're craving for in life. Yeah. Has this dynamic. And it's, and it's hysterical, isn't it? Because you look at Mother Nature mm. and the whole time she's changing. Yeah. She never sits still. Yeah. The seasons change. Yeah. The daily temperatures change. Like, yeah. why is it that we get so, it's so hard to change? Yeah. It's mm. bizarre, isn't it, as mm. human beings? To ride the natural wave of change. Yeah. And, th- and it is a natural thing because, I mean, I know some people say I'm exactly the same person that I was 20 years ago. Yeah. For me, that's a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, but some people pride themselves on that. And mm. I think what they mean in that is that, you know, whatever they've been through in life, they're still their, you know, innate good soul. Mm. That's what I see that mm. as. Mm. But if they're, yeah, stuck in dogma or in... Mm. In some way, well, then... There's something ugh. about how do you ride the experience of your life and your process and how do you follow it and unfold it and... Yeah, you've got to have tools, haven't you? Got to have tools. And I think that's where people come unstuck if they don't have the support around them or the knowledge or the the natural innate knowing to, to move with change. Yeah. So I think we're talking about... How to change, really, aren't we? Because yeah, or how we've changed. How we've changed. Everyone changes in their own way, or they don't. <laughs> mm, yeah, because I was thinking with that is yeah. we probably don't have to go too much into how not to change. 
No. That exactly. One's... That one's covered. That Everyone one. gets that. <laughs> but I think for me, as a young child, like as a 10-year-old, I got acupuncture and chiropractic work for my sister had asthma and mum wanted her not to go down the drug way. Mm. Um, so as in Western you know, puffers mm. and all that sort of mm. thing. So mum sourced an acupuncturist and we all went along. And that was a huge mind-altering mm. transformation for me to it was go. It's a trip. Yeah, acupuncture is a trip. Mm. But it blew my mind to go, ah, oh, there's other worlds. There's other way of thinking. Mm. There's other way of eating food. We can change how we eat the food to make our health better. Mm. You know, we can use tools like acupuncture and chiropractic to make Joe's lungs better. It just mm. so fascinated me and opened my mind to go, oh, okay, so what we put into our body and what we put into our mind really affects the state of my state of wellness and being. Mm. And it's, it's so true, isn't it, that acupuncture is such a, such a state changer. Mm. I mean, I think that was the thing that really drew me into this profession was the states behind it. Yeah. And the way you get access to this other part of yourself, which is always there, that we had no drugs, there's there's mm. nothing there. It's a mm. state that exists within us. Yes. But often we don't have access to. Yeah. And by stimulating the body in certain ways, we get access to another part of us, yeah. which I think is interesting about change is... So exciting. Yeah, this, mm. and it's already trying to happen. That's what I love about change is finding that, that part of you that is, oh, my goodness, or reading something and you go, oh, my goodness, it's stimulating this part of me. I yeah. get that. That's yeah. so exciting. I never thought of that before. That, I think, has been the biggest thing that I've felt lately. It's just that's been the biggest change. I know when I was younger I used to read things and they felt so new and fresh. Yeah. When most of the things for me feel like it's now, it's like what I know. Yes. But it's just been a little bit left of me or right of me or Mm. in front of me or behind me. And I just haven't kind of been able to grab it. And then Mm. I read this text, this thing, and I go, ah, of course, (laughs) that makes sense. Mm. And it sort of facilitates a whole new way of being. Yeah. And, and, and that including is body symptoms, I think, are one of the greatest changes mm. or one of the greatest facilitators mm. of change when we unfold them and explore them. Yeah, it's huge, isn't it? It's huge. And what you can tap into and find out about yourself yeah. with body symptoms around change and direction in your life Yeah, is um, stunning. It is, and accessing another part and even getting body work done and exploring your body and... Mm. You know, rather than, you know, I've, I've had a f- over the years had a few climbing injuries and um, exploring. And sometimes you kind of work around those injuries so you don't have to reactivate them. Yes. To explore them in a really healthy way and reopen and explore and create movement in those areas of tightness mm. is a really good facilitator and teacher mm. and activator. Yeah. And that kind of... It activates your body physically, but mm. also I think you're talking about it activates new thoughts and yeah. a new way of being or changing your living environment or what you're eating. Yeah, or, new life. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I had a thought about that somewhere that just flipped out. It's changed <laughs> on me. Sometimes How you can't. Dare it. You can't, couldn't can't even grab it grab before it. it changed and flew out the window. Yeah. Love it. But that's change, isn't it? Sometimes it's slippery. 
Yeah, and, and, and you think, yeah, sorry, go on. I was just saying, and it, it has a time and a place and it comes back around. Yes, yeah. In a sense, your process, as we say, yeah. your dreaming keeps yes. coming around, you know. Body symptoms amplify if we miss mm. that moment and we mm. miss that chance to explore it. Mm. And, you know, and I think yeah. as, a, as a 16-year-old, some of the injuries that I did, I missed the real opportunity. That's all right. I get older and... It's yeah, to and look at another... why that happened to you, yeah. and yeah, and then once again, that's not having the tools or a facilitator around you at that age to to help you with that. Yeah, it's true. So if you can find people that are great body workers or uh, counselors or you know people that are into their health and that are changes in their genres, then go with that. Yeah, you know, and, and mentors that have walked the path beforehand. Yes. Um, and often that can be in books or, mm. you know, some movies is a life-changing. Hugely. Where you just get something and something, yeah. mm. the light bulb flicks on. Yeah. But then anchoring, yeah. that's also really important. How do I take this on board and mm. how do I live and breathe mm. and work mm. with this, work with it? Because if you don't, then it's going to come back up again. Always. But then like, yeah, it, it is an always thing, isn't mm. it? Change mm. is always there and you can work on the same type of myth or... And I think you do. Problem throughout the whole of your life. I think... Th- and you chip away at little bits and you get some bits and then the next minute it comes up in a different way but the same and it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, and I think that same process does carry through that same kind of, as we've talked in the past, that myth, that reoccurring pattern. Mm. It does come through that reoccurring challenge appears before us so we can get it and we, we get it and then we... We fall back. And this, it's been an interesting... Um, Tim Ferriss just interviewed Michael Pollan who wrote a book all about... Uh, what's it? What the new science of psychedelics... Yeah. You, how to change your mind. Mm, mm. The new science of psychedelics. And basically looking at psychedelics mm. for treating um, post-traumatic stress and... Um, depressions and all these different types of conditions and in particular psilocybin, which is mushrooms. Yes. And the science behind it's really interesting about Mm. change. Mm. And I'm not an advocate for mushrooms. I don't think you have to do it, but it's interesting. And I'm not always actually a big advocate for science, but it's like what can you take from this and what feels really right, what's really true for me Mm. and how do I integrate this into my life? And one of the things that they were studying is they saw a part of the brain that they basically called the default mode. Yes. When people were on psilocybin, this default mode would get quieter. Mm. What they were expecting was the brain would light up and get more active on this. But actually this part of the brain gets quieter. Mm. The default mode being that part we always go back to, the known part. Yeah, or like how you react to something in your life. Completely. Yeah, yeah. And which yeah. isn't always a bad thing. There's a time and place to have structure. Yes. Um, sometimes we don't want change. Yeah. You know, we're at a street crossing and this is we're checking left and right. We don't want change. We need to check the traffic. Yes. There's a place for that. Yeah. But by shutting down the default mode, they could activate other pathways in the brain Mm. they could go to new territories and new places and these experiences were seen to be long lasting Mm, mm. that they could walk people could walk different paths and so they actually what was super interesting about this 
was they found the same results when they're doing brain scans on long-term meditators. Yeah. That they could still the default mode. Yes, amazing. And I'm actually somebody who doesn't... Sometimes people are either you've got to be more of this or less of this or... Mm. For me, it's like you need access to whatever you need access. Mm. It's why I like the the shamanistic traditions, the whole idea of becoming an eagle. Mm. Because the... And become an eagle if you like, but for me, it's more important that you can access that state. The eagle symbolizes who can I be when I need to be that person? Yeah. Can I become the eagle when I need to be the eagle? Mm. Can I be strong when I need to be strong? Can I be weak when mm. I need to be weak? Mm. And so... So they're saying when you, you can bypass that area the, of the brain... Yes. ...that you can access change better yes. or make new pathways to yes. how you react to... Yes. You know, saying, yes. you know, you might be a person who doesn't isn't able to say no to people a lot. Yes. So if they can reaccess that to actually give them solid change in going, oh, yes. actually no. Yes. And and because they're finding this death of the ego. Right. This is the experience that people talk about, but mm. something's left there. You're still there. Mm. But you get to access another part that can say no. That, yes. And one of the ways they put it was it's like you've got um, – ski tracks that you're running down, you keep going yeah. down the same tracks, yeah. then suddenly what this does is it puts powder. Yeah. So you get to find a, a new pathway. Yeah, how exciting. You get to explore it. Gee, people could really freak out, couldn't they? They do. <laughs> or do you just forget that that's the, the train or the ski track that you're supposed to go down? So it might be quite freeing and like spacious. I and think. Like, oh, yay, where am I going? What am I doing? I think both. <laughs> And I think that's why some people talk about, you know, good trips and bad trips. Yeah, right. Is yeah, and control the change. You're going to have a bad trip if you roll with the change. You'll have probably a better yeah. trip. <laughs> and it's like nightmares. Whenever we're working, I love nightmares because nightmares tell us stories of our other self, the shadow. Yes. Mm. Um, but going up against these monsters, these monsters within yourself, mm. can be completely terrifying. Mm. And it's why sometimes it's good to have a guide, yes. someone that can facilitate and can take you in those mm. places. And that's even just facilitation, going to places that are scary for mm. you, you know, without drugs or... And once again, it's it's not about the drugs. It's just interesting, the science and... Yeah. So are these, is this like we've been learning about the epigenetics? Is that like the epigenetics is around your DNA? And yes. they're saying now that trips with you know that shamans mm-hmm. take you on which yeah. they use different hallucinogenic mushrooms or mm-hmm. plants mm-hmm. they can actually change uh old behaviors that have been brought down mm. through your family's history of let's say always being poor or mm-hmm. scarcity of money mm. and so that's just ingrained and it's actually not in your dna it's wrapped around your dna mm-hmm. so drumming they say mm-hmm. i think acupuncture um, Acupun- is, without a doubt, because it shuts down the default, changes yeah. the epigenetics. Yeah. All that. So, is yeah. that what the default? Does that? I think. I think we're talking about the same thing. Yeah. But yeah, in a different way. So right. it's interesting. One of the areas which I think sometimes science misses a little bit is they mm. think the whole world is caught up in the brain. Yes. And in Chinese medicine, we're very connected to the mind-body relationship. Yeah. And it says the brain is the whole center. 
And I think it's one way of looking at it, and I think it's a fun way of looking at it, but there's mm. this body-mind relationship. And we know by putting a point in your foot, it changes your brain. Yes, that's right. You know, so there's this relationship, and we're talking about DNA on the one level. Mm. You know, for us, we talk about Jing, and, mm, mm. you know, you can talk, talk about personal history yes. in another way. I think it's the same stuff. And isn't it interesting how the shamans mm. and the, the old traditions knew this stuff? Completely. How to how to change things, mm. and now science is, which is cool. It's yeah. coming along and picking it up and going. Oh, this is why it's catching up. Yeah, it's it is totally <laughs> catching up. We're a bit slow. It's been a little bit behind. Yeah, yeah. And it's why I think that, you know the science is fun, but really the the thing is you can take these brain scans and if you want to take psilocybin or whatever, sure. But it's like then, how does this feel right for me? Mm. And how can it actually change my life? And how can I actually use it? Mm. How's it shit that I can actually use? And for me, it allows me to kind of my meditation then can become how do I meditate on sh- on quietening the default mode? Yes. Where does the default mode exist? Not where a scientist tells me it's in the brain. Yeah, exactly. But where does it exist in me? Yeah. And where does it exist in your life when you're doing that same shit that yeah. doesn't serve you? Mm. To pick it up and go, oh. I'm in my default mode. Stop. Yeah. Change. Mm. I can change. Mm. I can be different. Mm. And it's the, it's the same. I mean, it's that um, doco Heal. I think it was yeah. H-E-A-L. Yeah. That was out last year. Yeah. Um, we still haven't seen it yet, but we've seen previews and mm. they're talking about that the same sort of a thing, aren't they? They did an interesting... Um, with the cancer people who mm. had... Um, what's the name? Were they... Basically, they go into trend. Um, help me out here. Meditation. No, no, no. Oh, trans They've states. got cancer, and then all of a sudden the cancer. Oh, oh remission. Remission. Yeah. That's the one. <laughs> Not transmission, but <laughs> Not it could be transmission. Exactly. And this woman has correlated what these people did, and um, he, she narrowed it down to nine different things, and only three different things out of that nine was to do with food mm. and. You know what they took out of their diet, and what yeah, they two did. was food. The, one was food, and one was herbs, herbs something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And the rest was all what they did with their mental state. Mm. So it just shows you how powerful the brain is, and our emotions when they're hooked up in a negative way or in a positive way. Hugely. Yeah, and if you want a great book to read, um, "Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself." That's a great title. It is. <laughs> Dr. Joe Dispenza, and he talks the same way. And he's, you know, he he's talking about adrenal fight and flight and how we get caught up in that same mode. And even if you've, you know, a, that sort of fight and flight mode is if you've had a fight with someone and you need to get out of the room. Mm. But if you then two, 10 days later you think of the same fight, you'll get that hit of adrenaline, mm. even though you're not mm. actually in the room physically fighting yes. with the body. So yes. the body, and then you might think about the next door neighbour, how he yelled at your dog and then you get all angry and, oh, mm. and there's the fight and flight again and mm. it's loaded with hormones, which is adrenaline, cortisol, and mm. the body gets addicted to this stuff. Mm. So you start to go down those ski tracks again mm. and then you play it over in your mind before you go to bed because he really pissed you off that person mm. so it's kind of like you get addicted to that state and those flush of hormones yeah. but it's actually really stressing your body out mm. and bringing in disease mm. you know it's funny i was thinking about that one of the areas that i find i can get hooked on is kind of 
the negative aspect of the hero's journey. Mm. The, as a man in a masculine body, it's like unless it's hard, unless it's difficult, yes. it's not worthwhile. Yeah, you wow. know, and it's like I have to prove myself and mm. I have to mm. – Pull Slug myself out. out of the yes. most difficult situations, which I yeah. think if we're going to flip it around to relationship, mm. it's not a great structure in most relationships because often the kind of the feminine mode mm. isn't as excited and interested as pulling yourself out of the mud. No. As I'd rather be sitting on the couch <laughs> that's with right. That's right. chocolates and ice cream right. and yes. strawberries. Yes. Mm. And then that's true. And then, but I think the problem is if there isn't any change, if if you don't get out of the slog, yeah. if you stay in that, it just drains you. Yes, and then you become tired and fatigued, yeah. and your immunity can go down, and sickness and your, can and leak in. And your feminine partner says, "What the hell are you doing?" Yeah, <laughs> I'm just pulling myself out of the mud. Yes, continually. Continually. Yeah, there's the ski tracks. Ski tracks, isn't it? Which is why sometimes um, soft pleasure practices, whatever that is for you, can mm. sometimes reconnect you to that if you're in a kind of Spartan um, kind of existence of doing it, you know, it being barren, mm. that mm. there's no kind of sense of joy yeah. in it. Yeah. Um, movement, yeah. reaccessing different parts it's of amazing. your body, yeah. dance. Yeah, you know, can can, you can really, really move that shit out and change things. Yeah, critic work mm. can be really important. I think critics really, critic. That's something I've been yeah, noticing in myself. Yeah, they can keep myself. you in the same. Don't change. If you change, then someone's gonna come and stomp on you. Yeah, if they're sitting there on your shoulder saying, "Oh, watch out! Don't get too ahead of yourself." Completely. Or whatever they're saying. Yeah. yeah. If you can't, you've got to have a conversation with that and see what they've got to say. And usually, they've got. Not a lot to say. Completely. Once you, you know, challenge them. Internalised figure that's been mm. picked up, you know, sometimes from parents or mm. whatever. Mm. But it's interesting if you can't, if you listen to that too strongly, if there isn't a lightheartedness, mm. you know. I really think Monty Python may have actually written a life, uh, yeah. the, the book of life. Yes. In some yeah, senses. Definitely. So often my life feels like the Black Knight. <laughs> I've still got a leg. That's right. Another one's cut off and I'll just keep slogging it along. That's right. I'll bite you. I'll bite your ankle. <laughs> but it's interesting, you know, bringing, bringing lightheartedness and humour yeah. into that. It definitely. Is, is so important. For change. For change. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And as you were saying, the critic work. Yeah. How do, we, how do we look at the black weave of criticism that can... Mm. If that's what I was thinking. That's what came to me. Um, I've just been noticing one of the biggest changes in my life is, mm. as I was talking about Monty Python, the ability to n- laugh at myself and enjoy myself when I'm s- completely screwing up. <laughs> Which is <laughs> a tricky you know, thing to do. Happens from time to time. Yeah. You yeah. know, like when I'm in a shopping centre and I realise I've left my wallet, which I never do. I double check three times, leave my wallet (laughs) in the car. I've got a line-up of ten people. Oh, my God. You're holding everyone up, Bradley. What do you think you're doing, you horrible person? I ran and got it and and 
just kind of gave everyone an opportunity to get to know each other. Yeah, that's right. That's a beautiful But the moment. best thing about it was you didn't feel bad. The shame just, didn't come in, the exactly. critic. Exactly, yeah, because you've been working on that for ages. It's a big one. Ah, and that was it's the nice thing. nice when you see that change, isn't it? It's so good. And I think <laughs> I think we have to celebrate. The, ch- yeah. the critic yeah. stops us from having little mini celebrations. Mm, mm. I mean, I've talked about this before, but I don't think we can skip over it. Mm. Um if we're talking about change, the whole idea of the death walk or the 300-headed dragon. Yes. And I think for me it's been mostly the 300-headed dragon. Mm. That being, keeps popping up. Change comes as a death process, as yeah. a part of you dying. Yeah. Actually, you and I just had an acupuncture treatment and I just had this vision mm. of, it's quite horrific actually, of um, all these people burning. Wow. Yeah, like cindering and they were still just moving. Ew. Um, it's horrible, but it feels like a part of me that was just burning, burning, burning off, off. Changing the old. And, yeah. Yes, yes. So that, there's a death walk, there's a mm. process and, mm. and somehow something happens. But I think sometimes the death walk comes when you fight the 300-headed dragon. Yeah, totally. Meaning. Again and again and again. The critic pops up its head. You wake up in the morning and you cut a head off. Yeah, and to be aware of it. Some people aren't even aware that that critic is actually yabbering away in their yeah. ears. They're there is just, no dragon. Exactly. They're just That's what they live with day in, day out. So actually becoming aware of, hang on a minute, that's not what I really... Is that me? Who is that talking? Mm. Who is that? Mm. That's... Oh, okay, it's not actually me. I mm. don't actually believe that. Mm. Taking your power back. Mm. Big and are they tricky when because even when you do know that... Sometimes they'll say something that just flips you. Yes. And you'll go, you well, know, you're no good and you'll go, yes, There's a three-headed yes, dragon. It comes yes. out in a different way. Oh, yeah. I've got different angle. frilly underwear this time or whatever. You yeah. look ridiculous in that frilly underwear. Mm. Mm. And, and actually in, that, in the book, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, he's got a great meditation series that you can do. And, yeah, when you do fall back into that same way of thinking, he'll just, he just says to say, Stop, change, mm-hmm. I've changed. Mm-hmm. So it's just like as soon as you fall back into that rut, you say change, change, <laughs> to tell your brain, no, we're not going down that track again. I'm not reacting that way, um, which I think is just such a simple technique. Mm. And, I mean, he's got so much more techniques to go with that. But no, that's a great one. Yeah. and I use that a little bit, that, um, I don't know, it was a comedy skit from about 30 years ago. <laughs> right. And he's playing oh, the, yeah, yes. the psychologist and she comes in and she's yeah. terrified about being mm. buried in a box. Mm-hmm. And basically it's mm. just like, stop it. Yes. Yeah. And it's that same thing. Sometimes you just have to tell yourself. Self-stop You do therapy, you can work on it. And that's all good. Mm. And you should do therapy and work on it. (laughs) But sometimes you just have to say stop it. Yeah, exactly. It's really important. Yeah. It's the simple stuff, repetitive simple stuff, isn't it? It can sometimes be Mm. And just because you chopped the head off yesterday. Yeah. Doesn't mean that there's not going to be three more. Which is the scary Sometimes you get a, part of change, it isn't is. it? And it's the monotonous part and where it's just like, like the other day we had that big process and we hadn't had a session together for a while and it, our therapist, we were talking about what was going on in our life because we do couple sessions just mm. to clear stuff or yeah. it's just a fantastic thing to do for your relationship. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, and the therapist said, well, you know, I can see that you're living... You're shamans and you're living 
like a, you know, mundane mm. kind mm. of a life. Mm. So what I think you need to do is mm. change, mm. more, be more shamanistically mm. minded, you know, and that just set me which, off. Which I've got to say, for me, I was like, yes, yeah, you we're were on. It. Where I just was like, no, I'm sick of changing. I've always changed since I was 10 years old and I've done so much work on myself. I just want to be. I just want to frigging be. Mm. Let me just be mm. in who I am. I don't need any change at the so moment. Good. I don't want to change. Yeah. But when we went through the process and worked it out, it was actually, well, I actually want to change more into just being yeah. because I'm not allowing myself to just be and bask in the sun yeah. of who I am. Yeah. The sun goddess. Yeah. That's right. That's right. It's true. You are. I tell <laughs> so you that every day. So the therapist day. was spot on, but it's amazing how it just triggered it and actually, and then you came and came back the other way and went, oh yeah, I need to be a little bit more too. Yeah. And to work from just being, yeah. which is not sitting there doing nothing, no. but actually going, oh, does that work for me? Yeah, okay, I'll do that. Does that? Mm, no, I'm not doing that. Two amazing parts that you're teaching there for mm. me. Mm. The first one is who's doing the changing. Yes. Sometimes it's your inner critic yeah. that's saying, and I think you have to be really careful of that. You're not good enough. Mm. You'll never be good enough. Yes. Um, you know, and so you're constantly trying to please the critic yes you're, you're be pushing up against better. it and you be, you get a tightening mm. it makes you more rigid and you never get there because the critic unless you do battle with it is never going to turn no and just be do nice one to you. It just, just doesn't work <laughs> no um and the other thing that's really interesting is the importance of being which is like who mm. am i really mm. how do i spend mm. more time if i'm doing 80 percent mm. I think a lot of people are doing 95% of what they don't want to do and 5% yes. what they do. How do we flip that in our yeah. work, in our professions? Yeah. What do yeah. we really want to do? Mm. And I had this vision. There was a um, it was a movie, I think it was with William Defoe 20, 30 years ago. Mm. I can't really remember it. I don't know if this is even true mm. about this movie, but it was, it was The Last Temptation of Christ. Oh, and it yeah, was quite... Yes unpopular with the church because <laughs> it was a little bit blasphemous but yes. it, it's a religious story it's not a religious story but there's a story about us in it mm. and the thing that i remember about it whether this is true or not or this is just me making it up yeah. is jesus is on the cross yes and the devil comes along and says what the hell are you doing yeah why are you bothering yeah come on down and Relax yeah. and enjoy yourself. So Jesus gets down yeah. and runs off and has a family and forgets all about the cross. And yeah. he's got and kids he's running around. What he's here to teach and he's who he's he really is. That's mm. right. Mm. And he's sitting there and his family settings. He's kind of happy going, sure there was, some, there was something else <laughs> I was meant to be doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure there was something I was meant to be doing. Yeah. And I think in the end of the film, it was too long ago, he jumps back up on the cross and does his thing and... Become, and dies in his resurrection needs and to do. needs to do and, mm. and is reborn and, you know, realises that there is no death. And yes. that it, anyway, it's a whole different story. Yeah. But I connected to that yes. because it said to me, am I doing what I'm really here to do? Yeah. Am I sitting here playing a game that, yes. I'm, that, isn't, that I'm not really called to? I'm yeah. actually called to something else. Mm. And I felt that. Yeah, how much time are you wasting playing? That's right. And there's stuff we have to do, you yes. know, 
You generally need to pay your electricity bill or they shut the power off. Yeah, that's right. So how much time do you need to spend doing that and how much time can you spend just jumping fully, completely and wholly into this other? Yes. Yeah, which brings you the joy and the juice and the, mm. the love of being alive. Yeah. And, and I think if your life doesn't feel alive, doesn't feel excited, doesn't feel... Orgasmic. Orgasmic. That was, <laughs> I knew there was a word. <laughs> Then, then change. Then, and go and spend time and find and look and search and play and mm. notice Yes. when it is orgasmic. Yeah. And if that's only in the bedroom, you need to also then go, mm-hmm. where else is it? Mm. Where am I putting it all here? Mm. Why do I just put that orgasmic state into that bag of chips I just ate without even really tasting them? Yeah, yeah. How can I really drink my wine and mm. taste every mm. single sip and notice it passing through my body yeah. and breathing through me? Mm. And then how do I take that out into the rest of the world? Mm. Yeah, like the other night when I ate all those chocolate-type um, Naughty things, and mm. I don't eat refined sugar. Mm. Much. Yeah, you don't eat. No, you don't. You're so amazing. <laughs> and I like sat that. there and just ate it and ate it, and then I felt sick and sick. And I'm like, oh my god, I feel so horrible. And then you're like, breathe it through your body. Was that the chocolate? See what it feels yes. like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How'd it go? Yeah, it was amazing because I was laying there. It was like, oh, I can feel the sickness through me, and I felt a bit lightheaded. And so I was luckily lying on the bed and just sort of went off into this. I just need to let go. It was yeah. all about letting go. Yeah. So that's an interesting thing to do yeah. with substances or, um, yeah, just things to see where they'll actually take you when yeah. you haven't had them for a while. And everything, you know, including sugar, I think at times has something that's trying to... Yeah, something to give you. In Chinese mm. medicine, we have the five flavours, sweet mm. being one of them. Mm. There's a place mm. for, yeah. you know, sugar we're talking about, a highly concentrated yeah. cocaine form And you know that. where it... Took me back. It took me back into the state of how I felt in the session, which was just not doing, yeah. being, wow. absorbing. The sugar did. Yeah, just sitting, <laughs> watching, feeling. It actually got me because in that state, I was really in contact with how I felt and the environment, and how peaceful and empty I felt. Like I s- said, "Wow, if this is the state." That you're in when you die, I can't wait to die. Yeah. Because I just felt so at one yeah. with everything. Amazing. And yeah, that's where the sugar took me. Which is connected to the death meditations, which can be great another time. But <laughs> I was just thinking, because what just were they? Me. They were the chocolate macadamias that you're eating? Yeah. Uh, no, no. It was. It had mashed up um, coconut through the chocolate. Oh, oh so it's good. amazing. But I was just thinking then. <laughs> If you can breathe that in the first one or two. Yeah, and you don't stop have there to... and go with that trip. Don't get sick <laughs> and wipe your body out that cannot really deal with sugar. Yes, yeah. rather than eating the entire packet before you even yes. taste it and thinking, yes. drinking a bottle of wine before you've even tasted it, yeah. going, maybe the second bottle, I'll grab something out That's of it. That's right. I'll taste it. <laughs> exactly. Or in relationship with the same sort of person, time, next time, and then three years later you break up and then you're in the mm. same sort of relationship. Mm. You know, like pick it up. Mm. Pick up what? That chat that they're not good for you, that yeah. it doesn't resonate with your Got body. It. Yeah. That Breathe them through you yeah, and then let them it, go. Totally. If it feels great, keep them on. If it's a little bit not so good in there, yeah. Give and them sometimes, the flick. sometimes you can breathe them in, enjoy them, and then let them Spit go them as out. well. Exactly. See so, ya. Yeah, I'm moving on. That yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. So there's so much you can do with change, isn't it? 
And thank God we change, like thank really. Thank God we change. If we weren't, if we couldn't change in life mm. on all sorts of levels, mm. what are we here to do? I know. We, yeah, because we're, we're here to grow. Who wants yeah, to be 20 exactly. forever? No. There's so much, uh, you know, one of my other favourite ideas is this whole idea of who's running the show. Yeah. Is it Peter Pan? Yes. Or was it? Peter Pan's a lot of fun. Mm. But you don't want him running the show because it's going to get pretty chaotic. Yeah. Sometimes you want that wise Dumbledore, the yeah. wise elder, yes. the wise teacher yeah. within you. And yeah. so meditating and connecting mm. to those different parts. I meditate all the time on that default, quietening that down. Yeah, yeah. You know, that walking meditation. Beautiful. You know, meditating on other parts of yourself. Mm. Meditating on different places and then becoming mm. those places. Yeah. But there's, there's so many of that. Or just that being. Should be, that should probably be another, or just being. Yeah. That should be another. Communing with Mother Nature. Talk. Mm. That's a good one. Mm. So there it is. Exciting change. Hopefully there's something of value for you there mm. around change. Mm. I mm. love that talking. Yeah. About change with you. Mm. Thanks for listening. Thanks, everyone. We'll see. Oh, you missed us for a we had a crazy time, but we will be back next week. Next week. Until then. Ciao. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, we'd really love it if you'd take the time to leave us a rating. Thanks so much for listening. (laughs) 